Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Dr. August Lemming of augustlemming.com. Dr. August, awesome to have you on the show. Thank you very much, my friend. There was a little bit of a delay there. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be here. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about Dr. August so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Dr. August is an internationally recognized speaker, consultant, author, and coach. As a consultant, Dr. Lemming has worked with Qatar Gas Company in Doha, Qatar, Guidehouse Consulting in London, England, and City Fitness Limited in Wellington, New Zealand. Mm. Nationally, Dr. Zeeland currently consults with Navigate Consulting, Independence Blue Cross, and a host of universities across the University of Washington and the University of, of Virginia. As a business owner, Dr. Lemon is the founder and president for Ivy League Health and Fitness for over 20 years. And as such, August has owned and operated over a dozen of fitness facilities through New Jersey and Pennsylvania. As perhaps the only fitness professional in the world, he currently holds a PhD in counseling psychology and has successfully lost 160 pounds on his own fitness journey. And he has personally delivered over well over 20,000 hours of individual coaching. Dr. August also has many meaningful stories to share and definitely uh, super excited to have you on the show, my friend. And are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I, I am ready to go. Awesome. Let's do it. So I know you have a lot of stories, but I hope you know the story that I'm going to ask you. I want to know what led you to get started with your business. Could you tell us your CEO story? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, my earliest memory, I, I seem to have entered the world of, of business through at least the side door, maybe the back door, but I don't want to compare my journey to anyone else's, but I know that it hasn't been through the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, from a very early, early time in my childhood, the, the emotional experience I, I, recognized most of my life was fear. I just felt like I was somehow ill-prepared uh, to be human, really. And so my methodology of handling that was through a very myopic view of perfectionism. So like ath- academics and, and being perfect and being a perfect boy were really the things that kind of drove me. And I was capable of maintaining that illusion until life got really complicated. Um, and I was lucky enough to get into Columbia University as an undergraduate student, even though my parents didn't graduate from high school. So it was, a, it was really outside of my lineage and it was really outside of my space. But you know, intellectually, my, my RAM was high enough for me to be there. But socially and economically, it was just a completely different world, right? So alcohol was another you know, tool that I had used to, to make peace with my world from, from a very young age, started around 12 years old drinking, but always had, was able to manage that and, and create the illusion of having my, my stuff together. And when I graduated from Columbia, not really knowing what to do with that degree, another one of my you know, compulsive energies began to take off, which was eating. I played football at Columbia, but only for a year and was just not impressed by that experience. And so I didn't want to be seen as a football player. So I just stopped eating, which was something I had done before in my life when I was unhappy with how I looked or what I thought people thought about me. And so because of that, I just really did a lot of damage to my metabolism. And then so slowly as a result of the drinking and just the, the general stress of being sort of, you know, misdirected, undirected, or confused, 
Uh, I graduated from Columbia. I, I worked in nightclubs for a long time as a security guard, and that really allowed me to drink the way that I, I, I wanted to. And when I woke up at 24 years old in a, in a punk rock club in Boston, Massachusetts, I was 360 pounds, and I had an Ivy League degree, and it didn't seem to be doing much for me in terms of what I was doing. So I came back home and, and took all of that obsessive energy, which a lot of people would think or would label as discipline, and it really wasn't. It was obsession, and it's a very different energy. One is far more rewarding and benevolent than the other. Obsession is not really a very kind energy. It'll get a lot done, but it isn't very kind. So I was able to, I didn't drink for a few years and I was able to, um, I was able to um, really, really take all that obsessive alcoholic energy and drive it towards uh, training. And so I did use the Ram I was blessed with and, uh, you know, looked into the, the truth about how is it that you get a human body that wants to weigh a certain weight to weigh less. And it's not easy and it's, it's painful. And I did it though for three years obsessively and wound up losing 160 pounds. And so now I had the story of losing 160 pounds and this degree in psychology from Columbia. And I was able to sort of marry the two. And I started my fitness journey as an, as, a, as an entrepreneur I mean, 23 years ago. And it took off because I had the capacity to speak as I do. And I had the story and the money came in, but unfortunately the drinking started again when the money came in because I just didn't know how not to do that because I thought it was what I always wanted. I was finally going to be seen as someone who was successful. And I, had, I was managing, you know, 30 people at the time, which I wasn't really skillful enough to do because my only management tool was to just show people how to do it, which is not a great, great way of doing it. You know, um, the ability to demonstrate is, is necessary, but it's nowhere near sufficient to be a leader. And so all I wound up doing was making people feel less than because I was, you know, a really high performer, didn't know how or why I was. I kept showing it to people, wanting them to approve of me. And after the first time I showed it, they basically got that message and now they just thought I was arrogant. So I didn't do a really good job of, of bringing out the best in other people. And then I drank, started drinking again. And so the whole thing collapsed very quickly within about a year of having built the, this business. Um, I went to recovery, went back to graduate school because I, I knew that I could be safe there. That's what I did well. And seven years later, I came out with a PhD and now I, and, and, and I was sober now for, by that time, you know, eight years of, of sobriety with the PhD, with the fitness history. Now I had a product that had some real value. Now I actually knew quite a bit about you know, what it is that drives human beings to act in hurtful ways towards themselves and towards others. What is it that gets in the way of us really experiencing, not achieving, because it's not something that's out there. It's really something that's here right now, experiencing our true potential. And if you can create an environment for people to do that, um, they, uh, they tend to become very loyal to you as a brand. You know, that's a really remarkable experience. And so I've helped my employees do that, of course, as an owner of a business. And that's what I help my clients do when I consult with companies is I come in and I, I basically introduce the possibility that there can be a driver for performance that's not a sense of lack or a need to be somewhere or something else, that it's actually, it's a, it's a sense of loving kindness and acceptance of who we are that actually frees us up to do a tremendous amount of work at a higher level of accuracy and with a with the perception of less effort like it's a win-win-win. Um, the reason we don't do it is people are terrified of letting go of fear, because if they if they do, they're 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 a new fear that's piled on is the fear that they'll somehow lose their edge is what people will say, you know. And I, I often say you will lose your edge, but you won't lose your power. And there's a difference between having an edge and having power. So, you know, my journey into becoming a CEO has been through 
a litany of beautiful mistakes, you know, a litany of, of being a very high speed person going in the wrong direction. And the beauty of that is I, I went in the wrong direction and hit the wall, which is a blessing because then I recognized it was the wrong direction. The real sad thing in, in the human experience is when people are headed in the wrong direction, but doing it slowly. And so they just never know, right? So my, the beauty of my story was that I went in the wrong direction, but I did it quickly and I hit the wall. I lived through it, which is a blessing in and of itself. And I had the support of so many different mentors along the way. And my mentors would, so, would, would sort of evolve as I did. You know, my first mentor was just someone who had a lot of money because I thought that's what I wanted. You know? Then my mentor was someone who was sober for 20 years because that's what I wanted. And, and so I've been blessed to have the help of men and women you know, across the journey um, that certainly make it all possible. Dr. August, I, I truly appreciate you for telling that story, telling your story. Do you feel like your awareness um, of that is what I would call like your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart? Is it that ability to see, recognize, and help people to execute in that? Yeah, I think the secret sauce for me is a, a combination of a multitude of factors, the majority of which have been completely outside of my purview, right? So I don't, I don't deserve any credit for them but they are in fact a part of who I am. So it's one of the things that I teach people to do is to recognize what is, what is beautiful about you. And it doesn't mean that it's more beautiful than anyone else. And it doesn't mean that there's less beauty out there available. It's just an honest observation about what's special about you, right? And so the special sauce for me is in fact a, a very complicated history of a very bright person being misdirected in many different ways and gaining so much wisdom from all of those experiences that I can now bring to the table without having a disregard for the value of the confusion. So when I enter a business or a person's life, I don't try to dissolve that. That's not my right. That's not what we want. It's to help people become aware of it because it's becoming aware of the mud that is what allows the flower to bloom. You just have to become aware of it because awareness, as Thich Nhat Hanh would say, is sort of like sunlight and rain. You bring awareness to mud and the flower blooms. But in order to bring the awareness to the mud, you have to have a real kind of strength because it's dis it's disheartening. It hurts. You know, we live in a world that doesn't respect hurt. And as a result of not respecting hurt, we cause more of it than is necessary. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at our penal system. It's deeply flawed. It doesn't work. I, I worked in a prison for a couple of years, you know, so I mean, I speak from personal experience. I mean, it doesn't work. But because we don't know how to address the sort of disconcerting, discomforting elements of our, of our experiences, humans, we try to deny them, it actually makes them more powerful. So that is my special sauce. Yes, this idea of awareness, understanding, compassion being the most powerful drivers in the human experience. And I spend a good amount of my time consulting with high performance athletes as well. I'm a performance psychologist for athletic teams. And to see people's output improve almost immediately the second they begin to regard their own fear with a sense of friendliness it's immediate, especially with rowers, because you can actually see their output on the urn. You can see their wattage and how it, how it, how it's affected by them becoming or versus and just watch the output go up the second they smile. It's a beautiful experience. Truly appreciate that. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this yes. could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Yeah, I, I try not to rely on it too heavily because it's it's been sort of oversold over the last few years. But I got to be honest with you, brother, that meditation is, from my experience, an absolutely essential tool. If you're ever going to create the capacity to become aware of what is and also to develop the sensitivity to know when you have fallen back into unconscious action, because it feels different. 
extremely mm -hmm. uh, powerful. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So that mm -hmm. could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice, something you might tell a client, or if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Very simply put is breathe, breathe. So um, I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the mm -hmm. definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're all going to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Dr. Mm -hmm. August, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO in, from where I sit at this point in my career means to be the most profoundly human person in an organization. Truly appreciate that definition. Thank I appreciate you. your time even more. What Thank I wanted you. to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. I, I appreciate that. And that's, that's only something I've started to do now. I started to do some social media stuff and, and stuff like that, which I'll, I'll offer before I leave you. But, um, I, again, I think, I think, um, you know, a, a commitment to, cultivating you know what i call the four streams of of compassion-based high performance and i actually have a course online on um udemy that is the four uh or udemy i'm not even trying to pronounce the platform mm -hmm. um, it's called the four streams of compassion-based high performance so anybody involved interested in sort of experiencing the full landscape like we all are born with a particular landscape a certain plot of land if you will and it seems like it would be intelligent to go visit the corners of that landscape like go see what your property looks and feels like because you're gonna the house is gonna look different from each place in in you know in, in your yard and so if you want to experience the entire landscape of what it is to be you i invite you to consider the four the four streams of compassion-based high performance the first is intelligent movement that there's some form of intelligent exercise that needs to be a part of all of our lives, whatever that may be. I'm not talking about necessarily CrossFit or marathon running, like intelligent, compassion-based exercise to celebrate the beauty of this machine. The second is intelligent consumption. What you feed yourself is what you are. Every cell in your body is made up of something you ate or your mother ate, and it's all been borrowed. It was not created for you, and it will go back and be used by something else. It's all recycled. The third stream is the practice of mindfulness. So I invite people to engage in some practice of meditation. And yoga is not meditation, neither is jogging. There are yoga and jogging, different words. Meditation for its own purpose, the practice of simply being, of just sitting. And then the fourth stream is to begin exploring what we call compassion. Like what is it? It's a very complicated thing, but can we muster up uh, enough loving kindness so that when the unexpected and unwanted events happen in life, we can respond to them with loving kindness instead of with aggression. So that's what I would suggest people take a look at. And, and with regards to me, augustlemming.com is my website. Um, I am at August Lemming on Instagram, um, at Dr. August Lemming on Facebook. Um, just started to do a little bit of social media because it has not been my practice to sort of put my stuff out there. I usually wait for it to be um, requested, but I'm learning now, especially at, at the time that we're experiencing as we film this, um, that it might be necessary for people to hear my message. And it doesn't have to be about me or my success. It can just be about helping them. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that, Dr. August. And we will have the links and information in the show notes uh, for you. And as, as far as like the course as well, too, so that people can follow up with you and, and learn you. more about, you know, how best to uh, truly be present, to be aware, to be able to reach that higher level. Because as you said uh, so eloquently, if, if you don't necessarily do this, that door isn't open for you to kind of step mm -hmm. through it and, and really kind of take advantage of 
I guess what the world has, but even what we have within ourselves, which yes. might be even mm -hmm. you know deeper um, opportunity that we're all um, yeah. maybe not not taking as much advantage of as we could. So yeah. truly appreciate you, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the IMCEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.